BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. For the past three weeks, the United States has evacuated more than 120,000 people out of Afghanistan, many of them Afghan citizens who helped Americans during the 20-year war that ravaged their own country. Now thousands are located at a military base in western Wisconsin, just 200 miles away from us. World Relief has helped hundreds of these refugees resettle in the cities in the past, and the organization is trying to help even more today, including those housed at Fort McCoy. We talk with World Relief's Erica Perrigan about the group's efforts. You know that there's at least 10,000 Afghan refugees just 200 miles away from us. What have you heard about bringing some here? So our office has applied um, with the Department of State to bring in 150 Afghan humanitarian parolees to the Quad Cities. And that's by individual, not by family. So 150 people total. And um, we are also expecting a large number of Congolese and Burmese refugees on top of that. That's very interesting. Why 150? Why that number? Uh, That's what we're confident that we have the resources for. Currently, um, we can expand later, but we also, it's all kind of up in the air at the moment. Yeah, very much so. So if it is 130 uh, uh, families or, or 130 individuals, I guess is what you're saying, would that be just in the Quad City area or, or do, you, do you coordinate for other area communities? That would be in the Quad Cities and within a 50-mile radius. And what have you heard as far as the process is concerned? Because this isn't new to you. You guys deal with the issue of refugees and the resettlement of immigrants all the time. What makes this particularly special or or harder to do? So because this is an emergency situation, there isn't really a standard process and everything is happening really quickly. Um, It's possible that the humanitarian parolees will be in Fort Lee, Fort McCoy and Fort Bliss for weeks to months. Um, And because they are humanitarian parolees and not civs, it's kind of more complicated. They have to go through and get their background checks, their vaccines, um, their biometrics and employment cards. Um, Nationally, we have staff on the ground at every fort helping with that, helping with the vetting process. And then locally, we have some staff going to other World Relief offices to help them with the influx of civs, not parolees, like Sacramento. World Relief Sacramento is getting a lot of civs. It seems like World Relief is uniquely uh, positioned to do this. Yeah, so currently what we're doing right now is we are doing a lot of advocacy through the the state of Illinois. Um, On the federal level, our home office is advocating for the human parolees that they can obtain the same rights as civs and other refugees. 
And locally right now, we've basically just been laying the groundwork. We've been working with uh, foundations, cities, uh, school districts, making things ready for the new arrivals. And we've also been gathering interpreters and host families. World Relief is actually involved in helping a lot of different immigrants and refugees from a number of different countries. And I think people would be surprised to hear the nations that are, that are so well, well represented by your group. Yeah, so in the last couple of years, the majority of refugees have been Congolese and Burmese, but we do get people from all over the world. And why those two countries, you think? Um, there have been a lot of uh, events there in the last couple of years, and um, people become refugees because they are not safe in their home country. And I wanted to talk about that in particular, because you look at these Afghan refugees and they have spent their lives in a war-torn country, 20 years of the Afghanistan war involving Americans, years before that, either with the Taliban or with Russia. I mean, it's just a war-torn country. What, I mean, what do you do for a refugee that, that is so used to that violence, and then they come to America, which is such a unique country and so much different? So 99% of incoming new Americans have faced that kind of trauma because they come, they all come from war-torn countries, like I said. Um, so they need different mental health services than someone living in the U.S. would, purely because of the nature of the trauma and also the language barrier. Um, fortunately, we just received funding from the Doris and Victor Day Foundation to start our own pilot mental health program specifically for refugees, and that will be headed by one of our staff who is finishing her master's in social work. And so we will be expanding that program in the coming months. And if if you're a licensed mental health professional and you're looking to help, please feel free to reach out to us. Because that really is so critically important because you think of refugees arriving and you think, okay, we gotta, we gotta deal with their material needs, housing and, and food. But really we have to deal with mental health and the transition from, as we were saying, a war-torn nation to an industrial, I guess for the most part, peaceful nation. Exactly. Let me ask you about that other part, and that is uh, the needs that World Relief has for these refugees. What, what do you hope to collect as well from the public? So right now, of course, we're always seeking household item donations. Um, we've had some really generous monetary donations that have been earmarked for helping incoming Afghans. Um, the biggest need right now is housing. So we're looking for, within a 50-mile radius on either side of the river, uh, landlords who know anything open to rental, um, apartments, it could even be hotels. Well, and let's be honest, I mean, there is a bit of a housing crunch in the Quad Cities. It makes it even more difficult if you're bringing refugees here. Yeah, yeah, especially because everything is happening so fast and there's just going to we don't really know anything yet. The last time I talked to uh, uh, World Relief was early in the year with the new Biden administration and the possibility of easing on uh, numbers of immigrants coming into the U.S. Uh, after the Trump administration had really uh, cut down on the number of new people uh, becoming Americans. What have you noticed since the beginning of the year, now that we're into September? Has there been uh, a larger influx of people that you've had to uh, help assimilate into the Quad City area? 
Yeah, it, with the new administration, it's been completely different than it has been for the last four years. Um, due to the emergency evacuation right now, uh, there are a lot of refugees from other countries, not specifically Afghanistan, that are supposed to have arrived but have not. So President Biden has increased the numbers, but the focus right now is mostly on uh, Afghanistan, civs, and humanitarian parolees. And, and the key, though, I mean, when you're saying that the emphasis is here, I mean, the key, though, is the ability to support that. So if you're bringing in more immigrants, if you're bringing in more refugees, are you also getting more assistance to provide assistance? Yes, we have just been absolutely blown away by the community outreach. We've got people in Muscatine, Geneseo, Eldridge just reaching out and offering housing and resources. We've had tons of churches contact us. A lot of people have signed up to volunteer. And so we're pretty confident that the community will step up. So often it's the faith-based organizations that do really get involved in this. I mean, are you seeing that once again? I mean, have people been in contact with World Relief to say, look, I understand thousands of Afghanis are coming to the United States. How can we help? Yeah, when I'm at the office and I pick up the phone, um, the, well, the phone has been ringing off the hook, and we have a whole list of churches that are ready to help as soon as we know something. Tell me about the Quad City community. Is it generally welcoming to newcomers from, from people uh, that are refugees, people from other parts of the globe? Absolutely. We have everybody wants to help, it seems like, and the response has just been absolutely amazing. We've got people coming in and donating. Like, like I said, everyone is calling and asking, how can we help? And there's just a genuine concern and a genuine want to welcome and be open. And we're just really appreciative for all the support and all the amazing people here. So tell me about the Fort McCoy refugees. Do you have any idea how they might arrive? I mean, do you expect it to be a, a, a small trickle one by one? Or are you expecting, uh, like, at a certain period of time, a number of refugees would be released and then a number would arrive here? Um, at the moment, we're really not sure. It just depends on how fast the vetting process happens in Fort McCoy. Erica Perrigan with World Relief, located in Moline. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.